Welcome to The Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata, Akashic Records reader, psychic sleuth, and spiritual guide. So today's topic is about soul suppression. And before I get into soul suppressions, I wanted to touch on um, the energy that's going on everywhere right now. Um, first off, the Schumann Resonance, which is the global electromagnetic resonance generated and excited by lightning discharges. Um, formed by the Earth's surface and ionosphere. So it's taking a measurement of what's going on in that space. So that's physical and we're seeing things like earthquakes. I know I experienced an earthquake a week and a half ago um, here in Northern California and it was about a 4.2. So if you have never experienced an earthquake, um, it felt like it was really windy that day and it felt like maybe a big wind gust came for where I was in comparison to the center of it. Um, if you're closer to the center, you're going to probably see um, maybe pictures fall off the, the wall. Um, so that's what a 4.2 earthquake is like. And again, I just thought it was a big gust of wind. It didn't last very long. Um, but we'll see things like that happen. And then energetically, we feel that too. So, you know, we feel a bit of disrup disruption in our day-to-day goings-on, interactions with others, um, things get uplift or not uplifted, but um, unearthed, I think is a good way to put it. Um, and we're starting to see that happen. And I'm bringing that up in relation to soul suppression because soul suppression is just that. It's a suppressing of something that was really hard and you know we want to get away from that so we suppress it down but things are coming up uh, more and more um, especially in this last year so I'm talking about soul suppress soul suppressions now because we as a collective are seeing and becoming aware of ideas, interactions, and relationships for exactly what they are. And we're actually giving them a title or a name of how that dynamic has been playing out and maybe is continuing to play out. And I think this is really important. This is a first step in um, uncovering something that's been suppressed and healing from that. S the soul has 617 different facets. Wow. That's, that's okay. Lots going on. <laughs> and I always say our souls are so busy. Um, and we do need to have all of those soul facets to fully express ourselves. You know, soul is perfect and whole as it is. And the choices that we make 
during a lifetime um, will either assist us in soul growth and we'll choose that path or we can veil or suppress for coping to try to cope with a situation we're in or maybe to have an affiliation in order to cope um, for protection usually is was what it usually comes down to so soul suppression comes about after you've been through an extremely traumatic experience usually over lifetimes the memories of those events have been suppressed so long you've actually lost access to that facet of your soul okay so it's just no longer available to you um, sometimes we rewrite what has happened in a lifetime but that can actually make more problems down the road or we can mask or reflect or divert I mean there's all kinds of ways that a soul will try to not deal with something that was too too tough you know we freeze um, fly away from a traumatic situation sometimes we fight um, but it's to our soul's highest benefit and essentially all those around us to be with all 617 facets to hold our spiritual integrity for full integration in a lifetime um, because if something happens in a certain lifetime and it's not dealt with it's suppressed and the person passes and comes you know out of the human body that program or energetic nature that's tied to that soul suppression will continue with that soul um, for the next time that soul reincarnates so lifting a soul suppression during a lifetime is desired for optimal soul, optimal soul integrity you know we want to be able to express ourselves fully and a lot of times we're told um, to only feel good right to only and of course we want to feel good <laughs> but when you think about trying to move past something that was really tough and you take the time to do it I went over this in a couple episodes past when we take time to go through something we have the opportunity to integrate it quicker and not have the effects of the suppression the program running to linger longer right because after it after your being is dealing with it spiritually and energetically it has nowhere else to go but to our physical body so again that's going to come in the form of a disease or an ailment um something like that so it's just stuff to keep in mind here with soul suppression. Only one soul should be with you in an in an incarnation. So when you um, come into a body, you just want that one soul 
And when you have or start to become aware of something you've been suppressing and you begin to lift the program or the energetic nature tied to it, you can also start to become more aware of other programs by discarnate souls that are stuck and stayed that got attached to you again by coping for coping or affiliation, a psychic entity or a stalking entity. Sometimes a soul will agree to have a walk-in happen, but that's less common. A lot of times though, when it does happen, it can be done. Um, for soul growth. So it's agreed upon by the souls and there's contracts in place to assist in that soul growth. Now, there can also be a bit of soul instability that happens with overly suppressed or not, not coming from an integrity base. And we see that a lot in, or we can see that a lot with mediums who willingly allow other spiritual entities to occupy their body for the purpose of communication. Now, for the record, when I channel and I speak with a soul or a past unloved one or, you know, whatever capacity it is, I'm not taking them into my being. I am completely separate and I'm allowing them to show me or speak or whatever they're, they're doing to get the information across that will help the client I'm working with. Um, I've never wanted to have another entity come into my being, <laughs> but, uh, on, you know, willingly and being an Akashic practitioner, um, it's not something that is permitted or condoned with the kind of practice that I follow and offer, um, It, it seems instinctual to me that that a divine order that all souls shouldn't necessarily stay here on earth if they're not in a body. And especially if somebody's trying to kind of show off and show their um, psychic abilities, um, it, it gets even to me grosser. But there is definitely a divine order of, yeah, that soul needs to go on to its path and purpose. It doesn't need to be hanging around here. And a lot of times when I have a client and the discarnate soul of a pass on loved one that they knew in this lifetime is attached and they're like, oh, but will I still feel their closeness? Yes, you will. You won't have the program that's binding you to in the way of that connection, right? Because keeping the person, the soul that's not in a body 
to stay here has to have a program running in order to keep that connection going. And so, yes, you'll still have that connection. You'll still have that closeness with grandma, grandpa, whoever it is that passed on that that you want to still continue to have communication with. You just won't have that thing in the way. Um, so it'll be clear communication will be clear closeness. And this is a good thing. Um, so there is, and I really get, <laughs> I watch a lot of, um, paranormal or hauntings shows. And of course I'm always interested in, you know, life after death, um, or people that have experienced near-death experiences. And when I watch a show, like, um, there was, there's a show on that, these, actually I'm going to mention two on Netflix. One is called Haunted, and it, they're real-life experiences from folks experiencing really traumatic interactions with, demons and ghosts and, um, miasms. I mean, it just, it's awful. And even if the person moves away, there isn't always a paying attention to the energy that's stuck. And I'm always like, help this, <laughs> help this soul get to astral planes justly earned, right? I mean, even if it's a negatively aligned soul, a demon, it needs to not be where it is and causing all this chaos and torture. And so I'm always feeling like there could be so much more <laughs> to these shows, even though I enjoy watching them. I'm like, I want that um, closure for all the souls involved. And there was another one that got into, um, so talking about walk-ins, there was a show, there is a show called Surviving Death, also on Netflix. And one of the episodes <clears throat> was a woman who channeled and um, these souls come through her and there was this like plasma situation and I was just like, oh, and thank goodness she had a lot of support around her. Like there was people around her to help her do all this, but I just kept thinking, oh, that looks terrible. And <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure why somebody would want to experience that. Um, because it's so, it's invasive, number one, for both souls or all souls involved, I feel like. And I just don't feel like it holds up to the integrity of what a soul's purpose is. Again, if a soul has a contract in place to have this happen. Um, that's one thing, but to do it for multiple souls, you know, this was, she, she only, she does it for, you know, I don't want to say random, but she has people coming to her. So it's different souls. She's having take into her being in this really aggressive way. Um, it's interesting definitely to watch, um, what they kind of allowed you to see, so check it out. I mean, both those shows, you know, haunted scary. So, I mean, just so you know, that one's very, very scary. Surviving death was a bit scary too. Um, but not the haunted was definitely more of a scare factor, but you know, on soul suppression and having 
entities come in um, and take up space in your body, that's that's a whole nother level of, you know, diverting a curse or diverting a contract that is not, not to the highest benefit of all souls involved. So that's just something to think about when you're not in contact with those facets of your soul and what can happen and different levels of things that can happen. Um, and it's not cookie cutter, <laughs> you know, um, I have clients come to me a lot and say, Oh, I've, I've got real weird stories. And I'm like, you know, bring it because I've heard a lot. <laughs> I've heard a lot and I don't really consider any certain person's story so weird. Our souls are so varied and our experiences are so varied that there's no cookie cutter way a soul suppression is going to look. Um, but overall, you're not going to have the integrity of full expression of soul. Okay, so the parts to get there look different for every being. But the integrity, the connection, the spiritual vibration rate, okay, of receiving information that you need um, is going to wane. <clears throat> So I also asked, as I was researching and prepping for this episode, how does a soul suppression look to us collectively? So what is kind of a, a good image to keep in mind um, when we're getting into soul suppressions? And I did receive um, assistance from three different archangels. Archangel Uriel came and Archangel Uriel's gifts are wisdom and light of God. So shines a light in this darkness, resolving conflicts. Um, while we're learning new info, hashtag new earth, right? We are learning to be different within ourselves and with each other. So Archangel Uriel's coming to offer his assistance. Archangel Alexandra or Metatron. Um, she comes when we're embarking on uncharted territory especially in a spiritual sense and we need some security and to know that we're not alone in this journey and she helps a lot of people that are um, storytellers librarians teachers somebody who's going to um, do something like this a podcast or a blog vlog um, so she's going to assist in getting those stories out and helping to create this guidebook that we're all creating right now 
on what this new earth is is looking like and then the third archangel that came in specifically to the soul suppression collectively is archangel ramiel and his uh, motto is god's mercy um or that's what he so very compassionate having compassion and his motto is the only history a human can be sure of is that what he makes himself herself okay hello we are doing that right now and you know he'll help us while we're revisiting these past patterns and recognizing what they are when they come was okay well so we'll be able to name them in order to facilitate healing and growth and i think that's really important to have uh that's what this is right um i did a whole episode on narcissism um and i can't remember which one it was now maybe 15 but i've had so many clients come to me and say yeah that relationship i was in for 20 years he was such a narcissist or you know like but i didn't call it that back then i just went through all this trauma thinking there was something wrong with me i i was doing something wrong you know um but to, just to bring that up for one kind of example that yes you can start to put a label on the situations and the relationships so that you can then start to unpack okay what was actually going on and see where it's all coming from your partner it um the persons um, that you were interacting with. And I think those are important things to be able to access. So the image I got for the collective soul suppression, what that would look like is like um, in a bathroom that has the tub shower combo. Sometimes they have that glass door instead of a shower curtain. And so imagine it being closed and the image inside of it, right? Or the picture on the other side. So you're on the outside looking in. It's fuzzy. Like the glass isn't clear. It's um not beveled. Maybe it is beveled. Maybe that's the term. I don't think that is. But it's just where the glass isn't completely see-through. So it just looks fuzzy, right? Um, you see an outline, but not the entire being or picture. So collectively, that's what these soul suppressions are look like. We have, we have an idea, we have an outline of what it is, but it's fuzzy. Okay. That's how it's been. Um, you, we also hear a lot or have heard or still hear, you know, I saw a glimpse of his, her soul in certain, in a certain interaction. You know, you're just seeing this little piece because so much has been veiled collectively for so long and that's why you know we hear things like well that's the way it's been done right and so that's the way it should still be well no no that, that's incorrect it was going on that long because there was this suppression that was happening at soul level and 
as we start to wake up from this lifetimes. I mean, lifetimes of, of a soul slumber, I'm calling it. We start to say, no, that actually doesn't work just because it's been done that way for so long. Um, it might work temporarily. It might work momentarily, but it's not a long-term solution for, or how our lives should proceed. So when we start to have a lifting of these suppressions, you're going to want to look to guides. And I, I talked about the three archangels that came when I was doing the channeling for this episode in relation to soul suppression collectively. So we want to look to have assistance because again, it's new. We're in uncharted territory and there's no guidebook. So we're really, we're really figuring out what it's going to look like for ourselves. Right. And then for the collective, there's things we can do though, that we already have in our tool belt to assist. And one of those is listening. We need to listen, truly listen to each other. You know, we usually know when something, when something is off on some level, um, sometimes we also hear a loved one or co coworker, somebody you'll hear a story. If you're around somebody a lot, coworker, family member, um, friend, and they repeat the same story or they repeat the same term, you know, they're usually letting you know what's going on. You know, there, there's some, um, knowledge to, okay, I think I'm cursed, right? Or someone put a spell on me um, when they reflect on, um, you know, stomach issues they have or uh, the fact that they they can't seem to get further in some area of their life, right? So they're, they're starting. They're starting. They have some access to some knowledge there, <laughs> right? It's like a little bit coming in, but when we truly listen... Um, when somebody is, is describing their experiences. So this, this comes into not only, you know, their experience day to day with themselves, how they're feeling. This also comes to, um, when somebody is out in the world and they're experiencing something either done directly to them or they're seeing it done and they're describing to you how they react or how they feel from given situation, um, and experience. So it's really important to hold space and step back and listen. And almost I'm hearing marinate in that, you know, we're so quick to react and that's a part of the soul suppression is reacting to somebody's experience with our own experiences. And, you know, I get a lot of people say, well, I'm just trying to relate. And that's really nice, but you're bypassing somebody's experience 
their own experience, if they're coming to you and saying, hey, I experienced, um, this is really tough time, you know, I'm really having a tough time, I'm struggling a bit, um, there are some days I'm just like, I don't know how I'm doing it, and, whew, you know, you know, to bypass that pain with, oh, but I'm doing, oh, I went through this, or I went through that. It's not to say, don't connect. It's just to say, come from a different place than of ego. Okay, so when we step back and listen and go, oh, wow, you just went through a huge loss. Um, you know, you let's say somebody lost um, their dog. Okay. And they had to put the dog down that got sick. Their dog got sick and they had to put the dog down instead of going to, you know, Oh, first. Okay. Uh, obviously you relate if you've had to do this in your life. Um, but maybe asking that person or giving them a hug or a hand or a shoulder and saying, I'm here, you know, I'm here. Um, and holding space for that trauma because they're they're looking to I mean have some kind of comfort obviously but being able to have somebody sit with you through a really hard experience helps you to move through it. Okay. Um, cause that's all we're ever doing is we're moving through, right? We're moving through things. Um, it's not like you're ever going to forget something like that. It's, and it's not, I'm not saying you should at all. Um, we need to remember, you know, so we know, and again, so that we can connect. Um, If you do come with an ego reaction to somebody stating their experience of trauma, um, there's probably something in your soul that has been suppressed surrounding a similar situation. And so let's look at that, right? So it's not, it's not to say you're terrible or awful. It's to say, okay, how can you now start to look at your own things, right? So that you can move through them in a, in a way that's beneficial. You know, we as people, we just, we need to be heard. We need to be heard and we can't know what another's experience is unless they tell us, some of us can put ourselves in other people's shoes a little easier and go, wow, what would that be like? And, and really reflect and then, you know, listen and others of us, you know, it's a little harder again, if 
there's a lot of soul suppression going on in your own soul or facets that you're not having access to, to, <clears throat> to have this kind of full experience. I want to bring up a couple of examples that fall into soul suppression. I'm connecting to soul suppression and I'm going to end up doing probably a whole episode on decolonization and the soul suppressions that have happened and gone on to have this collective force that has happened for way too long. So an example of what I've been hearing in groups I'm on on Facebook or even if I'm watching a show um, is say a person of color expresses a racist interaction with a white person and they're they're explaining this situation right this experience and the other white person that's not that's there with them and they're relaying this experience to so not the one that was acting in a racist way directly to them you know says oh but not all white people are like that okay you just bypassed their experience to talk about a, a, a number one it's like a no duh and number two you just missed an opportunity to feel what that experience is like to another person to empathize and to connect because if you can actually hold space for that right you're you're going to be able to relate even more and you're not going to know what it's like if you haven't experienced that you know there are certain things um you know one won't ever experience if they are you know this gender and this race and and etc so we only are going to know if we listen if somebody's willing to say hey this happened and it was scary and i am scared i am scared for you know my my daughter i am scared for my son i am scared for my husband or wife you, you know it's we're not going to know that kind of fear and i mean i i could only guess that that would be scary um but please white people and i'm white please don't say that <laughs> um that saying that all white people are like that is bypassing somebody's experience and if you can't empathize naturally 
with somebody's experience that's different than yours, then if somebody's willing to share an experience, then you look at that as an opportunity to know something that you won't ever know in this lifetime. And embracing truly listening is going to help collectively because we'll be we'll be able to begin to write this guidebook for this hashtag new earth right we're all creating and that includes decolonization that needs to happen yesterday um we have so much unpacking to do so much unpacking to do that are so right there though it, it's almost like i'm getting an image of a duffel bag and it's open so it's unzipped and it's sitting there and you could see all the contents within this duffel bag and it's up to you on how you're going to proceed next okay um, and I'm being given another image of holding up, like say there's a shirt and said duffel bag. You could see it. You hold it up and you say, does this bring me joy? Right? Like that Marie Kondo sessions. Um, I think she would say something like that. She was, if you're not familiar with her, she did, um, a series, um, on TV and I forget which platform, but it was all about organizing and, um, kind of, we, you know, unpacking things and not having so much clutter around, you know, and it's not necessarily to ask that particular question. It's, we need to ask questions. Okay. In general, um, that was just the question she happened to ask in her, um, in her method. So why is something a thought, a way of being, why is it there? And is it serving for the good of all involved. Is it serving for the good of all involved? I think that's a really good question we can all start with. Saying again, it's always been done like that, or it's always been done that way, doesn't work. And maybe it never really worked. I'm going with that because it's coming from a suppressed soul state. I could go on and on with this topic. I feel like with all these different tangents, but I'm going to move them into, um, clear episodes because I believe each aspect then of, so I kind of went through soul suppression and how it can look in various um, instances, but all the different facets that come from that, I think are going to be separate episodes so that we could really delve into, again, this guidebook of, of what we're creating as a whole, as a collective, as to what is going to serve to the benefit of all involved. Um, it's, you know, we're all connected and it can't just be, well, that's not affecting me directly. So I'm just going to not give it any bearing, not give it any weight, attention. 
you know, there's just so much going on right now that we can really start to go, how can I, how can I start to make these changes to help all involved? And before I wrap up this session, I also want to make note of Palestine and everything that's going on in Palestine. And I know we have a lot of unpacking to do in the United States. And it's just heart-wrenching to know that this is going on. Um, in the sheer force that in the killing is, I just could, I just, I, it's so hard for me to understand why somebody would want to do that. And hashtag free Palestine and keep, please keep yourselves in the know. Um, I know that's how we're going to be able to make decisions that will help all of us. Um, and you know, one person's struggle, you know, can, will only know exactly what it's like. If it's not something we've gone through, if we listen, if we pay attention, if we hold space. So if you would like to delve into your own soul suppressions over lifetimes, um, you are welcome to book a session at ancientbodyworks.co. My books are now open for the rest of this month. And I accept listener donations. You can donate on my Patreon or here. That helps to keep this podcast going. Um, you can also reach out to me on Twitter at InfiniteDance8, and that's the number 8. I do have a YouTube. Um, it's mainly audio recordings um, of these. There's a couple of guided meditations, timeless guided meditations on there. Um, if you do go to my YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe. I'd love to start doing live um, meditations and whatnot. I am starting up my meditations again every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. They are Akashic Guided Meditations, and those are on Zoom. And those are always very current, so it's always happening um, in the moment. Okay, so I'm channeling in the moment for those guided meditations. Um, I have a private Facebook page called The Infinite Dance. So if you would like to continue discussions about topics we discuss or I discuss here um, on the podcast, that is a great place to do that. It's The Infinite Dance um, on Facebook. And... Um, Thank you again for showing up. I got started a little late this week, so it's still Tuesday. <laughs> it's just a little bit later than normal. 
but um, I look forward to um, bringing you new episodes every Tuesday and continue to peel back the layers, continue to ask each other and yourselves, may I have this dance?